0: Now it's time for Frederick County Sports Weekend, a talk around the Frederick Sports Scene with your host, Steve Nibbs. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm Steve Nibbs, and along with Tim Abercrombie, we'd like to welcome our guest today, the head coach of the men's basketball program at Randolph-Macon College and current Division Three national champion, their coach, Josh Merkel. Josh, welcome, and thanks for taking some time.
1: Well, thanks for the opportunity. Talk uh, Randolph making hoops, and <laughs> um, excited to, to be talking with you guys.
0: Indeed. So, Josh, uh, Tim, and I both know that you know you came from the area. In fact, you, uh, your sister played at TJ when I was there, and and okay. you had a uh, a great career here uh, in, in Frederick County at um, for St. John's. Went on and had a, a career at Salisbury. Was it at that time that that the coaching bug or that light bulb went off that that was going to be a career for you?
1: Oh, that's a that's a cool question because, you know, my mom uh, played at Maryland and then coached for three years. And then she had me and had eight more kids after that. So that was the end of her <laughs> coaching career. But uh, yeah. okay. she was my first coach. And uh, I know the passion for hoops developed just watching her playing in women's leagues. And she taught taught me how to shoot. So then when I go to prospect hall, I still remember my very first JV game, uh, listening to coach Sutton, Kevin Sutton was my JV coach. Um, he, he's at Florida golf coast now and has been all over uh, tremendous high school and college career. But um, it, he just inspired me. And I, I remember listening to that pregame talk. And at that moment saying, this is what I want to do. I want to be a high school coach. And, um, that's what I thought I always was going to do. Um, when I graduated Salisbury, I was a high school coach for three years at Prospect Hall. and uh, But that, that freshman year at Prospect Hall was when I first uh, got the bug. To kind
0: of jump on that as well, uh, Josh, uh, you came out, you started coaching at high school, and then you got into the collegiate arena. And take us through that period of time for you and – why Randolph-Macon? What was it about that school that grabbed you?
1: Sure. So I'm I'm a high school coach for three years. I'm getting a chance to work with Bruce Kelly. Uh, I'm loving the guys that we're working with, you know, the guys that are hungry to be in the gym. And like I said, I, I, um, I envision myself as a high school coach. But the opportunity um, to be a GA at West Virginia um, was out there. And I'd only looked at two places, Towson and West Virginia, to get my master's in coaching. There's only two that, that we had found at the time that even offered it. Um, so basically, if I didn't get the GA at West Virginia, I would have gone to Bullis with Bruce Kelly was the plan. Those two were coming down the pike. At the same time, Coach Beeline, head coach at West Virginia, jokes that um, – or I joked that I was like their 10th choice. <laughs> coach Beeline will correct me and say I was like their 15th choice. Oh,
0: there you go.
1: <laughs> uh, some former players and, you know, just a really – They only had one GA, so it's super competitive, but I'm a little older. You know, I'm three years out of college, and I must have made a good enough impression that um, he ended up hiring me. So I'm I'm there. I'm getting my master's. I'm a GA. I go from a high school uh, coach, head JV and assistant varsity, to working in the Big East, and in my first year – in the first two weeks, we go to Europe, and we go on a 10-day tour and play three games over there. And then we um, that team went on a magical run, Elite Eight, Kevin Pitznagel, Mike Gansey. Right. So the top assistant coach, um, Jeff Neubauer, gets the, the job at Eastern Kentucky based on our run, and he takes me with him. And so I, uh, I take the job sight unseen. I'm at Eastern Kentucky for five years. We had a great five-year run. But I wanted to be a head coach. I wanted to get back to the East Coast. As I told you, my, my whole family, younger, and they're still on the East Coast. Felt like I was missing out a little bit, and um, that's when the opportunity to come to Randolph-Macon as an assistant and work for Nathan Davis presented itself. So I did it. I made an unconventional jump uh, from Division One to Division Three, which you know people thought I was crazy. And um, sometimes it takes a move like that to um, to move forward.
0: So what was it about the school itself, uh, Josh, Randolph-Macon? Well,
1: yeah, it was it was the winning tradition, the basketball culture, um, a chance to work with Nathan Davis, who I, I thought really highly of. My sister had gone and played at Randolph-Macon. My brother had gone and played there, and they both raved about their experiences. So, you know, in my family got a bunch that went to college. Um, no one raved about their experience more than those two. And I'm like, what is it about that school of 1,500 uh, that creates maybe that's um, that value added and uh, they just you know it's a close-knit special environment especially when it came to, to men's basketball they've been winning and doing it at a high level and doing it a certain way and I felt like if I want to be a head division three coach there's no better place to learn from than, um, than Randolph-Macon and so, uh,
0: so it paid off there bud
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it did it's funny um, you know it doesn't always work out like I was only there for a year and I had given Nathan a two-year commitment, and he had said, unless your alma mater opens up, and sure enough, after one year, um, Salisbury opened, and, uh, and they hired me.
2: Wow. Hey, Josh, that's that's a quite a journey there to be on. Um, like, talk about this year's team a little bit at Randolph-Macon, because you've kind of been on a run here. Two straight years national championships. Uh, and then you play in that tough ODAC league. Um, like, talk a little bit about that, like what that experience was like this year, because you, you guys, you know, you got to come locally and play in the hood tournament, and we got to see you firsthand. And, you know, just what an impressive team you all had. But the, at this Division Three level, which I've been around for a while, Josh, very, very, mm-hmm. lot of parity, and you breezed through the national champ to the national championship. I mean, no one touched it within, I believe it was 16 points.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I- I'll start with um Buzz Anthony, our point guard, our national player of the year, fifth-year senior. He-, he and I have been doing some Zoom meetings with agents. He's going to go play overseas after this. And-, and the agent said something interesting that basically was – there's about a hundred guys in Europe that should be in the NBA. There's about a hundred guys in the NBA that should be in Europe. <laughs> and uh, okay. for, for a variety of reasons. So right. I say that there's about a hundred guys in division one that should be playing division three or probably can't play division three. And there's probably a hundred guys in division three that could easily be impacting uh, division one programs and, and, helping them win. And uh, we certainly ha- have one of them in buzz, Anthony and, um, you know he's a, he's a great franchise guy. I think someone called Buzz Stockton, and we've got another good post. But um, someone called him Malone. So we had <laughs> two and both Maryland guys, um, and then and then the pieces all came into place as well. Uh, just fit together really well. So if I back up three years ago, we're we're twenty eight and two. We um, we're, we win a game. We're going to the Sweet Sixteen. We get to host again. We got Yeshiva coming into us. We feel really good about it, and then COVID. COVID hits, and, and the season for everybody, Division One, Two, II, and Three, is canceled. And uh, we lost three seniors from that group. It was a tough pill to swallow. And then COVID obviously impacted the next year. But we were lucky. So while half of the schools didn't play in Division Three, we got 12 games. And uh, we were able to bring some young guys along. Um, our core was still intact. And then this year, our core was still intact. Our, our top four scores returned. Um, Miles Mallory, Josh Talbert, Ian Robertson. So, you know, you put those guys with, with a Buzz Anthony, and um, it was a magical year. I mean, 33 and 1, we, we never take winning for granted. I think the ODAC is an unbelievable league with great coaches and great players, and um, it prepared us. Those battles really prepared us to, to be ready for anything that we would see in the NCAA tournament. I mean, Buzz had seen double teams on the ball. He would see an early double team before we even set the ball screen. Um, people tried to do just about anything to take him away, and the guys around him were were so good that that uh, you know we had other ways to beat you other than just one guy.
2: And you know that that's that's interesting that you you talk about that, Josh, because from watching you play when you came up to Hood. I, and, you know, you've been up the hood a couple of times over the last five years, I think. You've played in a couple of their yep. early season tournaments. And uh, I was always uh, amazed at how well you guys adjusted in, you know, in games. Nothing seemed to throw your team off um, when you all played. You know, you could handle just about anything. And that speaks to the type of players, but also to the type of coach you are, because, you know, that, that's a hard thing to do to get guys to, on the same page all the time. And your consistency yep. has been remarkable.
1: Well, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, shout out to Chad Dickman, good friend of mine. You know, we've known each other since we, we played against each other in high school. And, um, you know, Chad just giving us the opportunity to come down there has been awesome. And, uh, shoot, we're signed up to be to be there again next year. So excited for that, especially with us having Maryland guys and me being from Frederick, Um, you know, appreciative that that Chad's going to have us back. So, um, but problem-solving, basketball is a game of problem-solving, and it's like the athleticism, yeah, that's good, and skill, yes, that's good, but the ability to solve problems, and no one does it better than our guy, Buzz Anthony, and uh, we'll find out how good, you know, if if any of it was me or not, (laughs) but he's such a coach on the floor, that it's basically just imagine, like, just, you know, you, you, you're you a coach. Just imagine, like, um, the great Tom Dickman being able to play and fix things with a coach's mind while he's on the floor. I mean, that's that's basically what's going on every game. I mean, he's in guys' ear. He he sees the game. Like, people give LeBron credit for how he sees the whole game. But but that's buzz, and he's yeah. seen it like that for a long time, and he watches more film than I would say many coaches do. Um You know, we probably spent an hour each day the whole week leading up to the Final Four games, but that wasn't even atypical. I mean, he's in my office all the time, and he's just – he's a basketball guy, so really proactive and and really brought those other guys along.
0: Josh, looking back now with your coaching career now where it is, what would be several keys for you that – you need, you feel you need to have in order to build a competitive and consistent program.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I certainly feel very thankful. I've been at a couple places where you can attract top guys, both talent and character, and and that's important. And you know, there's some tough jobs out there. Um, and I've I've been really fortunate in my journey, not only to work with some legends and great coaches and mentors. Uh, but then to be at a place where we could capitalize on maybe some of those things that you learned along the way. But um, if I'm reflective, it's, it's uh, you know, get the best point guard that you can and get as many of those guys as you can. I, I really think a place a high value on that point guard position. Um, and then it's, it's still about getting the right guys on the bus and then developing them and, and putting them in a culture where, you um, you have winning behaviors, and these guys do the same thing, 1% every single day. We talk about Kaizen and that relentless, continuous improvement. Um, We talked a lot. We we have a big chip on our shoulder. We talked about we hadn't done anything, and, you know, the rankings don't mean anything. And and so I thought we just stayed hungry. I loved our guys' approach. Uh, When COVID hit, it was all about the stoic mentality of control what you can. All right, games are canceled. All right, we don't get a locker room. All right, you got to wear a mask on the bus. We're just going to do it and not let the emotions get in the way of, uh, and we wanted to come out of it better than we went in. And I do think our guys were great. I think the record probably is reflective of, of our guys approach.
0: Indeed.
2: Now, uh, Josh, you shared something with me the other day about in your tenure at uh, Randolph Macon. And one thing is your consistency has been going on for a few years now, and that's why you've had so much success but you told me something interesting the other day about you. You Since you've been there, you've never had a player transfer. Is that, is that how, what you told me the other yeah,
1: day? Yeah, I mean, um, never had a player that I've recruited transfer. Out. So, obviously, there was a little bit of attrition when I first took over because there's 17 guys that I did not recruit. And uh, <laughs> we had some talented young guys. And as soon as those guys were getting more minutes than some of the sophomores, basically that sophomore class, Um almost all of them just stopped playing basketball, didn't necessarily go anywhere else to go play. But when it comes to the recruiting piece, um, I know I'm not going to be able to keep this stat forever, but I do take great pride and and, um, I take great pride in we're selective. We're really honest with guys on the front end. I think guys um, choose us based on that honesty or don't choose us based on that. You know, some guys want to hear more. um, I don't know about promises, but they want to know how they fit. And for us, it's like, hey, you're a good player. This is um, going to be the hardest thing that you've done. Um, if you want an easier path, if you want to play more, if you want more shots, we may not be the one. But if you're excited about competition and testing yourself and betting on yourself, then this could be a great fit, is basically kind of how we lay it out on the front end for guys. And um, I'll say this we've got one through 15. Uh, our, our bottom guys, we'll say, feel like they're growing and they don't need the minutes to feel that uh, value. And I think that's why people stay with it. They love the people they're working with, and they also feel the challenge, and they feel like they're growing and getting better. And I think those are the keys to guys um, being seen uniquely and staying where they are. You know, bloom where you're planted. Be where your feet are. Grass is not always greener. And um, so I think, uh, yeah, I'm proud of that. We'll see if we can keep it going. <laughs>
0: that's that's uh, That goes Without saying, to Josh, and certainly with your leadership, that has certainly been the case and very evident. Uh, st- taking a uh, another question here as far as your future, Josh, I, 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 I'm sure everybody says never say never, but is, is there a chance you would go back to, to go up to two or D1, or are you pretty settled there at Randolph-Macon? Well, I feel
1: great. Like I've told people this, I I feel very fulfilled in the work. I love the leadership, our president, our AD. Um, You know, sometimes that gets in the way and um, can divide a a coach and his program and things like that. But we've got great leadership from the top down. I love coaching winning players, high-character guys coming from great families. Um, We have a good thing going. I realize that um, I'm I'm blessed to be in this position. A lot of guys would be dying for – for the spot that I have, I think it's better than many Division One and Two jobs. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's certainly everyone says family, but we really do have a family um, atmosphere just to be just the fifth coach since 1956. I mean, how many, how many programs can really say that? So uh, the same thing I tell our players is, um, you know, I don't want them trying to have a good year and, and move on, and it's not about me having a good year and moving on. It's about being okay. where your feet are, be the best that you can be, I have enough of a challenge um, helping my team grow and building relationships with my guys so that we can be the best that we can be. So for me, that's my approach. I want to become even better as a communicator, as a teacher, and as a coach. Um, certainly, I got three little ones under the age of six, so the ability to um, make m- most of my schedule being a head coach. Um, I just have a, I don't have a desire to go back and be a Division One assistant, which is what some guys have to do to then get that Division One head job. And for me, I've been there, so it's not everything. I think I haven't, have been, haven't been able to experience it already um, and, and see that level firsthand. Got a lot of buddies that <laughs> um, it seems like I've got it much better than them that are in Division One, And so that's, that's what I would say is I'm really grateful for where I'm at. And there's something pretty cool to be said when, when you've got your former players coming back to see the coach that they played for um you know there's something pretty special about being at one spot when you can win at a high level
2: indeed well hey josh and i think that's uh very true and very good reasons you know to continue down this path of division three basketball i kind of like am a d3 fan obviously from you know watching coach dickman start the program at hood and my son playing there and then You know, just watching all those teams coming in and out of hood, playing and up with the conference schedule. But uh, this D3 basketball, like, you have the opportunity to win a national championship, as you have done. And I don't know if you get that at other levels. You know, you're starting at usually a lower school, a lower conference, and it's a a fight to get there. But, you know, D3 is a, a real good choice sometimes, I think.
1: Oh, no question. And, and like anything, you know, there's some bad D1s, there's some bad D3s. Um, but uh, to, to be the last team standing, to, to be at a place that, like you said, gets to compete at that highest level, there, there's no better feeling. I had um, in the lobby right after the game, after we had won the national championship, Ian Robertson, who had, has had a great career for us, but was getting recruited by Division ones, Patriot League. In, in fact, Holy Cross was coming to see him play. Um, basically this time four years ago or five years ago, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they watched him. They said, ah, we're, we're not going to pull the trigger. Um, defensively, I think they had some questions. Offensively, he was certainly good enough six-seven shooter. And so he, he, um, he chooses us. And he has a great four-year career. He played, came off the bench as a freshman, scored six points a game, all tournament as a sophomore, as a junior, and, and a big part of our success all the way through. Never lost a game at home. uh is one thing he can brag about so he has this unreal experience and i'm in the lobby and the parents are saying uh we're so glad that you were persistent with your story with recruiting ian um and even dad owned you know i really wanted to see him go division one but i I can't imagine him having a better experience or a better fit anywhere else and so i told him let's record that so we can share it with other parents (laughs) and, and recruit um but those are the things, you, they, these other guys picking, making choices about where to go to school, they don't know what they don't know. If they knew how special it was, uh, we, we'd probably, recruiting would be a little bit easier. Um, but it is what it is.
0: Indeed, Josh. And unfortunately, we're running low on time. And so it always goes fast, uh, especially when we enjoy talking sports and, and having the opportunity for you to be with us today today. Uh, it, we certainly thank you for your time. Continued success uh, at Randolph. Making again, congrats on the national championship. We hope there are many more, and it's always fun to to talk to someone who from the area who's done uh, something like yourself. So again, thank you, Josh, and continued good luck.
1: Well, thanks, Steve and Tim. Uh, awesome talking with you guys, and um, yeah, Frederick helped shape me. So uh, love um, love the chance to talk about it.
0: Take care, guys. Indeed. Thank you, Josh. You've been listening to Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. For Tim Abercrombie, I'm Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next time. Past editions of this program are available in the audio
2: vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930.